Kierze Lehman is one of our generation's most prolific writers. His profound voice in American literature beckons us to take account of the areas in our lives that thirst for revision. In our interview with Kiese, we talk about his beautiful work, Long Division, that invites readers to bear witness to black children learning to love in the Deep South where time has no bounds. Kiese also shares with us his most recent encounter with black abundance, growing up and going to school in Mississippi, and the beauty of the friendships he has created with writers. Stay with us on this episode of the Vulgar Geniuses Podcast. Are you currently looking for a bookstore that has a great selection of books? Well, Kizzy's Books and More is that bookstore. Visit www.kizzy'sbooksandmore.com to purchase your next book for our book club. Use coupon code VULGARGENIUS to receive 10% off the subtotal of your first order. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Vulgar Geniuses Podcast. We're your hosts. My name is Denny. And I am Veronica. And let me say that <laughs> I, I just can't believe that we are, uh, we get the chance to walk among the gods <laughs> today. Um, we are joined by none other <laughs> than none other than uh, Kiese Lehman. Yes, who... you heard that right, people. You heard it right. So let's talk about this because October, my birthday is in October. Denny's is in September. So what we do is we pick what books we want to read for our birthday month. And okay. um, since Denny has known me, I have always talked about you. Like always. I have never read anything. I, I made her read the first piece of yours. And that was that was some that was from out of a, a book by uh, uh, an anthology by Sunil Barnes about Southern writers. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's I like I love that book actually. Yeah, the yeah. First time I I heard you speak was in 2019. You did an interview um, with Damon Young on Death, Sex, and Money podcast. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, that that and was personally yeah. that stood it stayed in my my brain, but I never I never read anything because I knew I think at that point I probably wasn't ready to to pick up the information that you had laid out. And when she approached me, when Denny hit me up, she was like, "Hey, you need to you need to read this," and I and I read it, and I was just like, "Oh man, I'm <laughs> like." <missing out. laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Wait, how long had y'all known each other? But but like how long had y'all known each other before that happened? Um, oh, so he uh how, we had already started our book club, but we've yes. known each other before the book club. I stole Veronica from my husband. They were <laughs> not in that first. kind of way. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 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 okay. It's gonna be a different podcast tonight. <laughs> okay. Um they they've been friends for like close to a decade. They've been doing music, almost twenty years. Tw- sorry, twenty yeah, years. twenty years. Yeah. yeah, back in the day, I used to own a hip hop label, and so her husband was my jazz my jazz musician in my band. I did poetry. What? So he backed me up on the saxophone. Yeah. Oh my! Wait, are we talking? Are we be talking hip hop tonight? Or are we are we talking other stuff? We can, we can talk that. 
let me tell you okay you want (laughs) i i i'm not that well versed in hip-hop i kind of got roped into the record label Label. by my Uh best friend who is like one of the most all-knowing people that i know when it comes to hip-hop and so we kind of just decided that we would do this together after who his co-person was the co-founder decided he didn't want to do it and this was like right at the start and so that's how that's how i got in it and that's how i ended up uh with a mutual friend meeting her husband and then um they got married i flew a plane across the country from the philippines stayed here just to marry that man and just to do this and have this interview with you so it's gonna be a good one <laughs> so yeah so you are my um birthday present to myself <laughs> Word. why are you just telling me i would have like changed my hat you know? <laughs> because that let me tell you because remember the picture that i did to talk about like your book long division that shit was fire fam Uh, this was all last minute because i was like how do i want to post this picture and i was like okay i gotta do it in a in a hoodie in a in a black hat i gotta go find it scoured the planet we live in orlando florida i could not find a hoodie that was like less than 20 dollars. i was like i don't have that kind of expensive but then i realized i'm like what am i doing go to walmart i was gonna say i was like y'all ain't gonna walmart i went to what i don't know why i didn't initially go to walmart probably because it was too far away because they stay out in the Uh boonies so i'm like i i it's the truth I had to go to Walmart, but then I couldn't find a hat. Even at Walmart, I couldn't find a, I just wanted a basic black hat because right. what I really wanted was the hat that is on your head now, which is the Mexican um, yeah. national baseball team. Yeah. I read the article about why you wear that hat. And so um, I couldn't find that hat or at least it was too expensive. It was mad expensive online. Oh, and I tried to find a black hat and then it hit me. I'm like... I need to go to the to the gas station in the neighborhood in the hood. They'd be right there. They'd be right there. So I called my brother. I said, can you walk up to the to the gas station and see if they got some hats? He called me. He said they got one black hat left. I said, yeah, I cashed out him the money. I'm like, okay, save that hat for me. And then I came home. I was like, I just don't want it to be basic. Let me do something to it. And I decided to paint your your book cover it it worked out perfectly man i'm so that proud was, of that hat <laughs> yo that picture is stunning fam like it's a you know all i mean not all but a lot of us who grew up in the south black boys at least we all wanted to be rappers and stuff you know and and when i saw that picture it was just like i just felt like i was a part of the like the dopest new rap album <laughs> you know what i'm saying just, just like that i was a part of it like a small part, but a part of it. That's what I felt. That's it's, it. It's got the jigger vibes too, a little bit. You know I know, what, right? Know? I think it's because the way that I like clocking. Yeah. 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 So that's the story behind that. But uh, your your book, Law Division, is all of your books. I read all of your books. Uh, Thank within you. the time of us having this discussion about wanting to have you come on the show and um. You you have uh, you have a gift, and I, I'm so glad that we're able to talk about it. So the first thing I want to talk to you about is about how 
I'm not a well-read black girl. I am a well-watched black girl. I love tele, I love television. I love books, but it's like right under TV. I feel that. And um, so when it comes to discussion of books in the literary canon, this is an area that I'm not well-versed in. And we started with long division. And you do this like miraculous thing with the manipulation of time that is not only, it's not only present in that book, but like all of your books. And so your voice, your voice is very distinct in your writing and you have a way of presenting the reader with past, present and future at the same time in a way I haven't read anywhere else. And not to say that it doesn't exist. I just haven't, I haven't read anything else. So I, I wanted to know what did it take for you to find your voice to to be able to to craft long division and just yeah. like all of your books and and especially in regards to time like like you did. Yeah. I mean, I I just think once you sort of accept that like your identity, our identities are comprised of a lot of different voices and then as an artist it can be writing or whatever it is, but it's just like, how do you get those voices in what you're doing? You know, sometimes I think people think like you have one voice. I, I mean, some people might, I don't know how you've had one voice, but you know, with black folks too, like, you know, just polyphonic shit around here. Like I got lots of voices, you know, I got that voice that want to sit. Well, I, I, actually don't, I, don't, I actually don't like this voice, but I have a voice that's capable of being like very studious, you know what I'm saying? Like my legs crossed and paper here in front of me and pardon me and all of that shit and then I got some other voices and 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 when I'm writing I'm I'm trying to one hear the voices of other characters which are also part of our voices too but I just want to get my voices in to it and then create the art like that and 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 make it feel like to the reader like yo this is a very complex voice but it's voices you know what I mean like even in long division especially like it's like like all those characters voices became my voice so there's so many voices from you know um the white dude in the shed to you know grandmother characters and mama lar to bays to shalea i just think we got lots of voices that's one reason i I love i love fiction is that you get to explore all the voices in your head you know have you considered i don't know if if that's this is up for consideration if it's possible of uh having your book redone the audio book or oh, oh yo that's a big yo that's a big story right there it's not a big story but i'm so ashamed of that audiobook like i just want i mean like i am i'm trying to think of a more shame anything in the world than that audiobook uh i don't know <laughs> because people people get the audiobook and sometimes they don't really realize that's not me mm-hmm. do you know what i'm saying like some people you just order audiobook. And some some people think, oh, you know, some people, some people aren't looking to see. But you know, when that audiobook was made, like again, the publisher, I I was like, I told the dude, I think I said, I think I can do a good job. And you know, these people they they think they they know what's in your best interest. And he was like, No, I'm gonna get this actor. So the way it works is I can't redo that audiobook until the end of 2022. Like the the licensing agreement is up then. And um, same with same for how to slowly kill yourself. Like I can't do that. Actually, I can't do that one until 2023. Um, so it's a it's a shame, fam. Like it's it's a shame because those books sound terrible on audio to me. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I mean, not terrible, but pretty bad. And uh, you know, I I hey, I, I I'm grateful that the dude did did what he did. Like, you know, he, he wrote him, he got paid for it, but he did it. But that's not how that book's supposed to sound. Mm-hmm. I yeah. you know, um I read the the revised copy, but I also listened to the the audiobook while I was while I was going uh-huh. back and forth and trying to because right. when I initially when I first picked it up a while ago, I had picked it up. And I said, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna start it. And I realized that you know, it when it switches the time, and then now based off of what you've done with your revision, I could see how necessary it was for you to to do this this switching in it. Yeah. But I I, I if you get a chance to redo it, I would love to hear what that. I would listen to to that to that book. Oh, I, I can't. I mean, I'm hope. I hope. I mean, who knows if the world will be around by then? I hope it all is. But I, I'm, I'm all. I'm not gonna. You know, you can overdo your audio book trying to be like too, <laughs> trying to be too dramatic and shit. Like, I'm not gonna do that. But, but that book is gonna sound a lot different. It's, it's gonna sound a lot different. I hope. I hope you get to redo it because I'm, I'm not the audiobook reader. Uh-huh. I, I like touching stuff. I like reading the the stuff. But right. I think with your books, I'm like, I wish I could hear him talk about it. Yeah. Because I feel like it would really give meaning to what you're trying to say. And you know, especially I, that book too. Yeah, I, mean, it, I would say especially Law and Division, like it's supposed to be read. Yeah. Or heard. I'm sorry, hear heard. And and it's supposed to be heard by somebody who at least has like you know, deep roots in, in that landscape. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and, 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 that, and, and, and there's lots of different landscapes, but, but sort of like all that book sort of, sort of kind of happens in the same like swath of land, just in different, different, you know, different years. But, uh, oh, y'all saying that got me, t- oh, I'm so tight. I, I, I just, I wish I could read that shit tomorrow because it just sounds so bad to me. You know, it doesn't sound like long division, like that book, I don't know if you feel this way, but that book doesn't sound like the book, like the the book that's in your hand. You know, it doesn't. There's no gravity to it, like you know the sex. You know, like it just ain't got that um for that stank or that like mystery to it. I, I don't know how else to say it. It it has the body but has no soul. Mm, there we go. That's how to say it. Yep. But the book, <laughs> that book is full of full of soul. It's full of meat. It's full of everything. Like. I, I just I've never read anything that's been mapped that. out that way. Yeah, I'm I'm this I'm the sci-fi f- like fan. Like oh, you are? Yes, that's so, fantasy. That's where she. That's where she lives. The sci-fi people get so mad at me about that book. Why though? Um, Hit is gonna hate because it's not like I mean you know the genre like it's not. It's not traditional in that, like the apparat, the time travel apparatus isn't really, you know, explained and all of that figured out. And, and you know, like that's a genre that, like, I read some of before I wrote the thing, but I didn't study it as well as I should have. I'm gonna be honest with you. But those, the people who come at me the hardest about that book are like sci fi people who just like, this ain't it. Why, why though? Because I was just thinking, like, everybody has their own version of their sci fi in their head. Yeah, so- that's, yeah. So if you're gonna get upset about something that you that you are not used to reading, then that's on you, because I think you've ex- like you know you you read to expand what other people think would be right. 
like you know sci-fi to them or what would make difference to their characters or to their stories so yep. to me to me how you explained it was enough like i was satisfied i'm like i'm gonna go in that hole too you know what i mean right. <laughs> i mean it's true like that's the whole that's the whole premise that i mean the conceit is like if you can make it to the middle slash end like you in the hole with us yeah you know like and and that's that's my whole that's the that's the thing i wanted people to to really feel like the so you talk about soulfulness it's like I want to be up in this soulful, dark, mysterious, funky ass hole mm-hmm. with y'all, mm-hmm. doing whatever we gonna do, healing and whatever way we heal, grieving whichever way we gonna grieve. But but sorta of that's I, I mean it's not our only shot, but that's that's one of our like primary chances to get wherever we're trying to get. Like yeah, and if you can't come down in that hole with us, it, you ain't gonna fuck with. You're not gonna like the book, and I I understand that too. But you got to come down in that hole if you're gonna feel it. Oh yeah. Cause like she said, like she's the reader of the fantasy. I'm the watcher of the fantasy. So, so yeah. me, like I equate this book to you know watching something like Doctor Who. We don't know how that, that fucking time machine works. I know we he, did not I think he don't know because he Nobody just be there know. like talking nonsense, pulling Nobody things, knows. talking to it. I really feel like the machine is the thing that's controlling it. It's just like, you just come on the ride. You pull what you want to pull, but I'm going to always take you where you don't even think that you're going to go. Yeah. And so this is what I felt like when I got to the middle of the book after reading it, the second book, I was already like in tears because I'm like, I want to know what happens. Like, I want to know. I want to get in the hole. I want to go to the next place. I want, it makes you want to, be where these children are to see where where they're going to find that love that he's like searching for with the with the love that he already has like what what is all of that so fuck them they don't know what they're talking about but you know what yeah (laughs) i I can convince anybody i can (laughs) (laughs) i I like i like your way better but so wait so do y'all like do you ever suggest sci-fi Denny do you ever suggest sci-fi books to Veronica and Veronica do you ever suggest like visual stuff that you love to Denny all the time all the time that's her life we stay up in this house like I I stay with them because I watch their their son oh that's what's up and um so when we when we started this book club it was because I just wanted to watch little fires everywhere and I asked her, I said, did you read this book? That's how it started. It was literally wow. two weeks before the world shut down, before we even knew what was getting ready yep. to happen. And so when we when we do our podcast, it's like there's some episodes where we've just binged an entire television show or watched a movie and we go and we talk about these things. And it's a lot of the, a lot of the stuff that we watch is stuff that she would not watch. But I'm so oh, grateful okay. that we, you know, do this do this journey together because it's the same thing with the books that she wants to read and I'm like okay just stretch my mind because I have not ever like stepped into the fantasy Spec- realm of reading anything like speculative before. fiction Veronica was like Spec- what I was like, <laughs> and, I, and I read all this like you know sci-fi fantasy with all gore and killing and like yeah. get transported pay you have to pay me money for me to watch something that's scary. Okay. We watched a really? we did Lovecraft Country. 
Oh, that, that, I made her sit be... through it like three times. I was like, we got to rewatch it before we you do gotta rewatch that you yeah. gotta rewatch it but for her it was just like it was a lot for her to i could it was a lot it. that was a lot that was a lot for me fam it was a lot that was, was a lot. lot but you know i'm grateful that she me too let me ask y'all this question though um if, if long division was gonna be on gonna be uh um on tv um made into a show maybe a series a limited series i'm not sure what 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 do you think you most w- want to see in it on the screen? Like what's what's the most important thing that you think you would really want to see on the screen? Or what would you want to see on the screen? When he come when he, when he's ushered into the woods. Uh-huh. I want to see what that what that looks like because you talk about like the blue and the green and and all of that. Like that for me it was like that transporting into the next thing coming out of the whole like all of the all of the things that require him to transition from one place to another um i think that for me is what i really would want to see like how that journey takes place because i know like the conversation is going to happen right um and also the realization of when they figure out you know like who who right in relation to each other you know i want to see like just the recognition of like put the piecing of it together is this gonna yeah. be a show is it gonna be a show it, it's gonna be a show it's gonna be a show yeah it's hey. gonna be a show it's never gonna be a show i gotta decide a show. i hope it's a it's a broadway musical i hope it's all of this i hope it i hope it goes to disney on ice come on <laughs> we need all of that <laughs> I think I want I want to I want to see him when he first come out and he sees the laptop and the phone Ooh, and the yeah. person, like he sees and I, I mean y'all read it the the yeah, daughter yeah. like that was to me was like oh man shit we're in a different it's different now like you made it through and that I think that was when I was like I can't I can't let go of the story now this is right. it. this is it, Denny. Mm-hmm. You gotta finish it. You gotta finish strong. I definitely yeah. want to see the 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 sentence, the contest. Yeah, the contest. I I want to yeah. see that. I definitely want to see that. Sorry. Yeah, I want to see that too. I want to see that too. That's one thing I know I want to. I think that would um, just hype me up. The the very beginning. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Thank y'all. It's fun. <laughs> so when you did this, like journey to revise your work how did you know what exactly in the parts of the book that you wanted to change or do you keep or you already knew in your head that this is how I wanted it to be from the very beginning and they no 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 yeah I mean from the beginning I saw it was it was long division was uh actually it was it was it was called my name is city and it was broken up into three different books and one of them and you know uh Shalea, uh Shalea was like you know long division was one of the books but then when I gave them to the dude the dude was like All right, I want to buy two of those books and the third one I'm not you know we can we can we can release that one as like a sequel and uh and then he said we, he wanted to see him put together you know like instead of being you know two books that meet in the middle which is always my idea I always wanted to be a flip book he was like that ain't gonna work anybody gonna read no flip book you got to put the chapters like, you know, the way it is in the old version. 
Um, and so like when I when I when I got bought the rice back, I knew I was gonna untangle it, like like de dis, uh, disentangle it. Um, just because I wanted to see the, what the experience would be like for people to actually read each world separately with the understanding that this other world was not just like in another galaxy, but on the other side of the book. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so, and then there was a lot of other stuff, like, you know, like these, I'm dealing with young kids who say stuff that is necessarily, some of it's going to be ableist, some of it's going to be racist, some of it's going to be sexist. And, 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 and I wanted to be true to the characters, but also as, as the writer of the world, make it a world. I just wanted to go back and just make sure that the book wasn't encouraging some of the stuff that some of the characters, you know, sort of, sort of, sort of, sort of was saying, you know what I mean? Like, like, yeah, like some of the characters are racist, but I didn't want the book to be. Some of the characters anti-Semitic, some of the characters are sexist, I didn't want the book to be that. And and I wasn't sure the first time around that I did enough job. Uh, it's very ableist too, you know? I, I, I don't know, I, I just wanted to make sure that, not make sure, but I wanted to just go back and like make sure that, well, I want to do something different with the language. Um, and I just wanted to make it a little more clear to people that, you know, when these characters are like, what's that? Who's in the hole with me? You know, I can tell people exactly, but I also want people to understand, like, it's you, fam. Like, mm-hmm. like, 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 this is you. Like, they hear you. They hear you. You know what I mean? Like, and and in the first run, uh, go round because it was just. I mean, it's just such a. It's a harder book to read because it's interspersed. You know, people, even people who lo- love that book, they some other people didn't understand what I was doing with the whole. So that's why I changed it. And you know, you, you put the. <laughs> you know, I feel like it, it. It might be like overkill, but I wanted people. That's why I like there's leaves, and you know, in the middle of the book, there's leaves. You know what I'm saying? Like I wanted to be like, you get it? Like you're in the hole. You know what I mean? But. Yeah, when I when I realized when I realized that I was in the hole, I'm like, I'm part of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you are, because because that's I mean I feel like we are part of like these books and like these TV shows. Like we're in them, you know. We talk sometimes to people we love about that shit, like it's like it really happened, you know. And I really love a book or definitely a TV show. And somebody I, I be leaving a room, somebody be like, "What's wrong?" I be like, "This motherfucker," and she be like, "Who?" And I'm like. Oh, oh, never mind. Sorry, sorry. You know what I mean? It'd be like, like you know, Tommy from Martin, the fucking, you know, it'd be like, <laughs> wait, you mad at Tommy for that? You know what I'm saying? So, um, it's real. Like we make real, we make things real that we believe are real, and and you know, I'm grown, but I believe a lot of weird shit is real. So, yeah, because yeah. if somebody told me that you were a Time Lord, I would totally believe them based off of your writing just based off of you oh. writing i would have been like okay that's okay <laughs> I, can, no. I can keep that secret i can keep that secret you can keep that <laughs> <laughs> i love that i love it there seemed to be like this callback to your books uh in heavy and how to kill yourself despite um those books being written after long division was long division your first memoir um, and how much of long division is is you? That's a oh, that's a that's a that's a brilliant ass question right there. I've been doing this shit for a minute, and nobody ever asked me that. They'll be like, "Is it autobiography?" I mean, I mean, I will say I was trying to do heavy when I wrote long division. You know what I mean? Like, like you mean? I mean. They're, they're completely different books, but you know, 
I got, I had to go live with my grandmama when my mama said I was tripping. And I tried to talk to my grandmama about the things that were happening in my house and different bedrooms in my community. And my grandmama was not ready to deal. Like that's real. It happens in heavy, but in the same sort of spirit is what drives long division, right? Like there's this boy, I suppose, you know, his, his, and, and I was so mad at my mama when I was writing these books that that's so, so that's so interesting about that question. When I was writing Long Division, like if you read it, it's so weird the way the mother care. Like the mother is sort of she's not there. You know what I mean? Like she's mm-hmm. she appears early to you know and and I think if you compare that with what I do in Heavy, it's not that they're opposite. They're part of the same thing. It was just like I was just at a place in my life where I was just like so upset with my mama for some a lot of well about the shit I write in Heavy. And I was like, I'm not going to write her into this book or any mother character because my grandmother was actually the person who mothered and fathered and parented me. And I wanted that to be explicitly true in that, in that, in, in Long Division. So, I mean, the honest truth is I think I was trying to do a little bit of memoir writing in Long Division, but the book doesn't, it doesn't come alive until I give City characteristics that are completely not me. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like, I was a spelling bee kid, but I didn't give a fuck enough to try to be like, you know, want to be, I wanted to be good in sports. I didn't want to be the spelling bee king. And I couldn't have been even if I wanted to be. And um, I also think, you know, like, like a lot of kids, like you grow up and, you know, I don't know if y'all did this, but like in Mississippi, you know, it's like, it's like so much, like it's so much greenery. So you go out there and play and then it's nighttime and, you know, when you play hide and go seek and, man you be hiding under a tree and somebody grab your booty you don't know who the fuck is grabbing your booty you know what i mean that could be you can act like you think that's a, i mean i'm talking about when we were young you can act like you think that's that girl you like but shit that could be your boy man you know what i mean it, it, all you know is like damn somebody grabbed my booty it felt good you know what i mean mm-hmm. and i mean and that was my experience but you know the way he feels about um lavender peeler and 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 the way so much of his feeling is tied to like his questioning of like, wait, wait, if I feel this way, what the fuck does this mean? Mm-hmm. I can't say that that wasn't me. Like once I, once I gave that to him, the book sort of opened up because then I didn't have to, you know, sometimes you can follow your life too much when you're writing these sort of autobiographical types of fiction. So when I did that and then the grandmother character has a spirit of my granny, but they're so different. Um, and Mila Hatchie, is on the coast, sort of Mississippi. I'm from Central Mississippi, so a lot of things like change, but the what they call like the bones of that shit, like are, are, sort of are me, you know, the bones of it, like the, which is like these black kids in Mississippi trying to find creative ways to grieve, and grown people keep on telling them what they should do, but they don't ever listen to what they actually feel. Mm. That's that's that that's real. I mean, I don't think that's just real to me. I think that's real to most kids, but that was real to me. Yep, that that's real to Asian kids. Yeah, right. That's, you know it is. That's yep. a form of communication. It's like um you don't you don't recognize the elephant in the room. You ignore it and you just like, yeah. try to move on and and that's why we're horrible communicators. Like that's word. Yes. <laughs> I really like I have like tried to like think about this through you know through like reading these books and doing this book clubs and talking to authors yeah what I said that's why Asian children are horrible communicators it's because we are taught to like mask the feelings and people don't try to acknowledge it there's no acknowledgement of like oh you feel sad today 
can we uh-huh. talk about it they're like Ooh. the parents are like oh she's sad let me divert it how about i give you something to eat yes and yes it make you feel better and then yeah. it spirals to a lot of other things yes man. I, I mean i i can i can feel that like when you said it too i feel like you, you seem like you got a lot of like hands-on experience with that right there <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Champion. No, not really. <laughs> um, if you're you're listening to this, we we know, you know. We yeah, we, we've dealt through this. We're adults now. Right. Love right. mean it. <laughs> <laughs> so through your work, especially through the practice of revision, you have given language to so many who may not have always had the words to articulate the ripple effects in their lives because of racism, because of sexual abuse, because of family trauma. Will you talk us about what you think um, when you think on the power of language through this revision? Yeah, I mean, that's that's the book to me is, I mean, one, like the idea of the book is like what happens because what happens when kids who rarely see, quote unquote, themselves in books, literally lit, like that. That's where the idea came from. Like what happens if, you know, this this black boy who never who rarely, if ever, because this was, you know, 2000, early to where ever rarely sees himself in a book, actually sees himself in a fucking book like like. And I wanted it to, to not, at first I was like, it's a metaphor. Like there's a character who's, but I'm like, no, like what happens if motherfucker like actually sees a character who is named City, who blah, 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 blah. Um, I, you know, and, and I talk about this all the time. I don't want to bore people, but I just think these schools just did us so dirty. You know what I mean? Especially like in Mississippi. I don't, I don't know if y'all been down here, but I mean, they did us so dirty, y'all. Like, you know, like the best of Mississippians. I'm talking about these black Mississippians who took on the worst of what the white folk did to, to them and still believed that there was some goodness in these people. Like they didn't even want to teach us about those people. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and if you don't teach us about a singular figure, you can't even get into talking about the way they, they, they manipulated and used language, you know? So people, most people don't even know Mega Evans, but like what I want to talk about is the way Mega Evans used those speeches when he was a field secretary to, NAACP and especially fucking like Fannie Lou Hamer like why did we have to go outside of school to learn about Fannie Lou Hamer mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. that shit makes I mean it, it makes all the sense in the world once you understand what people are really attempting to do to children right which is which is absolutely dismantle our insides but I I just I just think it's really important to not just like show historic figures but show kids other kids in stories being fucking weird and and in love and not sure and experimenting you know what i mean like i mean you I talked about children y'all know better than me like children are wonderful and weird as fuck mm-hmm. like right. what we gonna why would we not explore that but the, my our teachers like i said i mean i said this is heavy like they never i never heard the word racism in my school in mississippi mm. That's 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 wild to me. Poverty, poor state in the nation. We never heard they they never talked about that shit. So I just you know when I started writing, I just wanted to write books that could maybe sneak into classrooms, not only classrooms but some classrooms 
and sort of just do a different kind of work because I know a lot of that work. And, and they are a lot of teachers. Mississippi education is changing no matter what those test scores say, you know, not just because some of them are bringing this, these books into the classroom, but because a lot of these teachers are now doing the education that a lot of our teachers didn't do, you know, so that's that. That's huge because like the statement that you made about uh, Fannie Lou Hammer and you like you're not knowing until later. Like for me, um, I did not know who Malcolm X was until mm. I was in the seventh grade. I was going to a private all white Christian school. It was like me and two other black girls. Where was it? This was in Orlando. It was called Pine uh-huh. Hills Christian Academy. Y'all out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember sitting in, and you're talking about children at this time, this was before I, I grew up in Pine Hills and we were the first black family in our neighborhood. So this was like an area that, you know, had not seen any black people. Right. And so um, the school was very affluent and all this kind of stuff. And my mama decided she wanted to send me to, right. and I wore a, a Martin Luther King, I don't know if you remember, but they had the Martin Luther King t-shirt and then on the back, it had Malcolm X. It's yes, like I early nineties, right? And I remember wearing this shirt after because we just celebrated Martin Luther King holiday. I got my shirt back from Edenville. I'm wearing it to school, and we, <laughs> we didn't have any restrictions on what we wore. It just had to be a certain length. And I was sitting in the middle of history class, and there was a knock at the door, and there was a dean. I don't get in trouble in school. Cause my mama was a teacher so i didn't oh. want that getting back to her and i'm called out and he says uh, we've been getting some complaints about your shirt that you wore today wow. and you know and i'm like freaking out because i'm like i don't know what was and he said we don't have a problem with the person that's on the front of your shirt it's the person hey. that's on the back of your shirt Wow. So if you have a jacket, we won't, you know, we won't write you up or suspend you today, but don't wear this shirt again. But if you have a jacket or we can supply something to cover up the back of your shirt. And luckily I had a jacket because it was cold, you know, it's January. But in my mind, I'm like, I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand. Like, right. I didn't know who that person was um, on my back. That, when I got old story. enough to watch, uh, um, uh, you know, Spike Lee's version of Malcolm X. And I was just sitting there. I'm like, oh, this is why. why." And it made me so mad to have to, you know, learn about it through a movie when we should have been learning it in the class that he pulled me out of from. You know what? You know, so I'm I'm definitely older than you because you were in the seventh grade when it happened in the early 90s. And in 91, when I was a sophomore or junior i don't remember which year it was oh i was i had to be 11th grade because i was back in mississippi and and i wore a malcolm x shirt and it was the one where he was holding the gun near the window it was red Mm -hmm. and it said by any means necessary um but the reason i didn't think that was a thing was because the white kids in my school was wearing shit they motherfuckers was bringing rifles to school in their cars you know what i'm saying like and and wearing and wearing and wearing and wearing gun like pro gun shit prominently, you know. Mm-hmm. So I thought I was coming to school like you know I thought people were gonna have something to say. I thought somebody was probably gonna want to fight me or something. And I was you know I, I was hoping to fight somebody, but I did not think I was gonna get like kicked out of school for promoting violence 
And that's what happened to me because of Malcolm X, right? This was before, right before the movie came out. This is the 91 movie came out, what, 92, 93, something like that? In 92, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that. Yo, I mean, but see, that to me is this where, like, you don't even have to do analysis, like, with your story. You, they're like, oh, you can have that guy, but you can't have that guy. Mm-hmm. And and so you were, you without, without, and that's school, right? You're thinking school, let me try to teach and tell you about both people on both sides of your shirt. You think that's what a teacher would do, right? right. So like, I mean, when, so when people are talking about these, these schools as being um, incubators for harm, in addition to other things, like it's not a reach. That's, that's, that's not good education mm-hmm. for a young person. Seventh grader, she got some shit on the shirt. Teach, teacher, right? right. Teacher, teacher, yeah. Heavy was written to your mother. Um, what is it to share this private part of your life to the world and then watch them give commentary on your experience? Um, I mean, it's a lot of sad things that happen in the world. So I can't front like that's one of the top hundred or whatever. But I'm, you know, I'm still a black boy from Mississippi. Like, I don't like people talking about my mama. You know what I mean? I, I don't care what I say about my mama. Like, that's for me to say. You know what I mean? Just because, like, if y'all start talking about y'all mama, believe you me, I'm going to be here being like, I hear that. Right, 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 right. Yeah, right, right. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not finna jump in and be like, man, your mama fucked up for that. Because if y'all are, like, human beings, you're going you gonna to step and be like, wait, wait, what? You know, that's not my place. So I understand when I put a book out like that, people are going to be whatever. Um, and you can say whatever you want to say about me, but I don't really like when people be talking about my mama. I mean, and I, and I know somebody be like, well, you should have written that book. Well, well, I should have written it. I should have written that book, but I wrote that book. I mean, I thought I wrote that book about my mama in a really loving way. I think if you really look at what I wrote, I think there's, I mean, I love, I mean, there's no question. I love the fuck out of my mama, you know? Uh, I just needed to write some art to help us because we were, we were headed to a, a bad, bad, bad place. And she taught me how to write. So I just tried to make art. But yeah, I don't like it when people talk bad about my mama. Like, Actually, I'll be thinking about ways to get them, you know, I'll tell you the truth. But, <laughs> you know, what you going to do? I shouldn't say that. shouldn't say that. But when, when Denny and I were talking earlier, you know, we were talking about the interviews that we've had with all of our like nonfiction writers who talked about their lives. And it's one of the yeah. most difficult things when you're like trying to figure out, OK, what question to ask, because you know that they've right. chosen Mm-hmm. you have set the boundary right like you gave us the book that's a great way to look at and it. so you know it's kind of like you set the boundary but you we have to understand that there is a boundary as wow. as people yeah. who are going to ask you about the the life that you said okay i'm gonna let you see just a tiny bit because that's just a tiny bit this just a the book is this but you've lived you know long enough for it to more, be right. volumes encyclopedias britannica worth of you know, story. And so yeah. I'm just giving you a peek and you can say what you want to say by yourself, but there has to be an understanding of like, when we sit down and we write these questions, we say, is this okay? We have to always double take and say, is it okay? Because we don't want to open yeah. it up. Even though you shared this, they're still like, like you said, that's my mama. So right. you, nobody you, gets to talk about my mama, but me. You can't be rude and nosy. That's right you know what and 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 i'm like um 
I never thought about it like that, but that's in some way I should say that the book is the book has set the boundaries. I never thought about it like that because people, you know, will literally be like, you know, you wrote about your mama. Um, you remember about your mom coming to pick you up and 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 she some you know her partner had punched her in her face. Can you tell me about the other time she got punched in the face? Do you know what I mean? Like, and and what I never say is what I should just say is like, well, that's a. I mean, I I should say that's a very curious question, but I feel like that the boundaries of what I really want to talk about are in the text. So if you want to talk about that experience of what happened, like let's talk about that, but. I'm not finna give you a rundown all the time my mama got her ass whooped. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. why do you really want to know that? Right. Like, you know, because because it because it, it it's titillating and it like what do you learn more about me or the book if I tell you that? You know, like I think I give you enough in the book to assume that this probably wasn't a one-time thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm not finna get like the specifics of the other times are things that I chose not to tell you, obviously. So why would you right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So earlier this year, you went conversation with author Kathy Park Hong to talk about her book, Minor Feelings. Both of your memoirs deal with a lot of reckoning of self as the necessary reckoning that our country must begin to do in regards to race. With that reckoning must come revision. In Heavy, you write that the most abusive parts of our nation obsessively neglect yesterday while peddling impossibility. What is the unforeseen danger of peddling and possibility as we watch 2020 to get ready to roll in? 2020? Oh, 2022. 2022. Sorry. Oh, oh, oh 2020. I was like, oh, <laughs> we're doing long division up in here. Um, <laughs> Staying on brand. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, you know, so I, I just think about my own life. Like when I've been most um harmful or emotionally abusive to to people to uh, you know my partners in my life i've i've done this thing where i'm like why are you bringing up old stuff let's just talk about the future like and then somebody be like well i can't talk about the future or be going to the future if we don't get any clarity on like what actually happened you know so the worst part to me sometimes are like always talking about like tomorrow like it's only about tomorrow and i just think sometimes like that abusive type of shit like we learn that from the nation because you know what we're just talking about about like martin luther king malcolm x um and and we started talking about asian asian american folks in this country and and the lack of education in schools it's 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 like even worse than what i think what happens with black folks in this country because it it, is like like folks aren't, aren't aren't even doing that work and so what i'm trying to say is this country specifically, shit, we got to go back because the, the architects of the, the of engineers of Terra and the architects of the empire literally created this shit so, like, you don't look backwards at the fucked up shit they've done because they don't want you to have an understanding of who and how you are, not who and how they are necessarily. So... I just, I want to talk about the future. Like, I believe in, like, futurity. Like, that's, I mean, obviously, I believe in that. But I don't think talks about the future that forsake the past are talks about the future. Mm-hmm. Like, th- those are some other, like, there's other sorts of things going on in those conversations. But sadly, those are the conversations that happen on the presidential level, on sen- senatorial level, and a lot of our relationships in a whole lot, you know. So that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, peddling impossibility 
And that's what commercials are. Commercials are like, tomorrow you could be better if you buy this, Mm -hmm. you know, but like, right. But you know, like back, like yesterday matters, fam. Like, 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 can you give me some shit to help me understand and think about yesterday? Ain't no commercials for none of that. <laughs> it's all about what you can do to get better tomorrow. What you can eat, you know, wear, smell, taste to be better tomorrow. I get it, but the but the, but but like it, it's sort of hollow without a without a collective desire to go back and understand how we got here. And it's necessary because, again, our schools are so terrible at educating us. Like, they're not going to teach us to go backwards. So who's going to teach us? Mm-hmm. Us. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, because we, we don't like to go back and reflect on what things, how things happen. Because we uncover wounds and we uncover yes. trauma. So if we don't resolve that, we grow up you know, all the citizens or people just grow up fucked up. So eventually we make fucked up decisions. Yeah. And yeah, we're being led by, you know, misalignment. And we're, yes. we're just looking to, we're just looking for the next best thing, not knowing that the next best thing is to actually go back to the beginning. So we can yes. correct the beginning and move on forward. That's what I think. I mean, right. but the fact that so many powerful people don't want us to do that, I think says it all. Right. You know, I mean, says it. And and, and this is the thing, you know, I, I think American presidencies are sort of boring. But what's interesting is that you can probably count on one hand the number of times the American president has said, I regret blank. Mm-hmm. Not, 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 you know, like I regret. Like I should not have done that. So it's just so strange how like we don't even encourage or or necessitate the people who lead us doing the, the thing that education is is sort of rooted in, which is being like, I made a mistake. Now let me sort of revise it. Like that's education, right? Like I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this. You gonna give it back to me? I'm gonna go back and revise it. I'm gonna give it back. But like if you if you never did, if you never can admit to anybody that you fucked up. I don't know how you learn. I just, I seriously don't know how you can learn if you don't ever like look with, with, with like honesty at, at your failure. We're, and yeah. we're living in like this, like distorted time of like people trying to apologize and not understanding what an apology is. They just kind of like, you know, pull out the piece of paper and read the statement, issue a tweet and think that what they did is now poof, all gone. And you know, I love the i the the mission of revision, just for not only for yourself but for everybody to take on, like to really sit with that word and what that means, because it will allow you to sit and think about, oh man, what I said to my ex boyfriend was fucked up. I probably should <laughs> and like repair that because those scars that you create are the scars that you're passing on for somebody else to have to figure out like i need to find yes. the, the healing bomb to put on this person because they done came up all messed up and 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 the, and the way we in the way in the conventional way we use language is like you know i could do something horrible yesterday or even like five minutes before i got on here talking to y'all and y'all, I know y'all have heard people be like, yeah, I might have done that, but that is not who I am. You know what I mean? And like, well, motherfucker, who did that shit? Like, you know what I mean? Like, 
you are you you most definitely are you your other things too because we all are you know amalgamation of experiences but motherfuckers will shoot motherfuckers in the, like the, the, the dude cal rittenhouse we bro we saw you shoot motherfuckers on the street with a fucking like ar that's not who i was you a motherfucking liar motherfucker i saw you shoot somebody you are among other things somebody who will shoot who will come to a rally with an ar-15 throwing up white supremacist signs and shooting motherfuckers that's one thing that you are but we can't even talk about the absurdity of that because people are like buy into this idea it was like well i don't want to judge the act i, I don't want to judge the person i just look at the action but okay fam but like people are people do shit that needs to be judged we don't need to hold them accountable and act like any singular experience is the totality of who we all are but you can't do fucked up shit or wonderful shit and then be like, that's not who I am. Right. That's right. part of who you fuck you are. You know? Mm-hmm. You, you gotta own it, whether good or bad. You got to own that shit. And, and if you don't, and this is what I hear you saying, if you don't own it, best believe it's going to affect, like, you're going to model, like, not owning your shit for your children, for other people who see you, for your partner. Like, like you know, you're going to be a sorry-ass person to somebody Who's and and that sorriness is going to be normalized. Um, so that's what I think. Um, how have you seen Black Abundance shine today? Oh, we today. Today was a rough one, mm-hmm. but um, I'll be honest with you. My friend Robert Jones was up for the National Book Award last night. Uh, I did not ask him if I could talk about. So I'm I'm just saying from my point of view. Um, and I read a lot of books. I blurb a lot of books. I thought the dude should have won. Um, and a lot of us who love Robert were so mad. And you know when you get mad sometimes at when somebody you love doesn't win, you can like direct that anger at the person who did win as if they awarded themselves the shit. So all day, I'll I'll just own this. You know, I've been, I've been upset at the person who won, who I also, uh, you know, I value Jason. I've read Jason's book and I blurbed the book. And then Robert was like, fam, he told a number of us, this is not about, being mad at no Jason like let's let's give Jason his props let's give Jason his love and then Jason wrote this amazing letter saying thank you to everybody for this you know uh, and 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 he, he wrote a paragraph about Robert and to me that that was like the most black abundant thing that I've experienced today right like Robert shared with me the letter that Jason wrote about Jason but also about Robert and 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 their love and their kinship and how they became friends over this experience um it was really sad day but that but that made me really happy yeah yeah also very sad last night (laughs) yeah it was gonna be a thing it was gonna it was gonna change a lot if 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 he won that if he won that thing yeah Uh, we when that announcement happened we're supposed to be talking to robert next month Wow. And the day that we I hit send on the email to his publicist to request an interview, it was like 
I hit send and then my phone bing and it announced that he was long listed. Oh, okay, okay. And so I was like, oh, that would be awesome if we can get this this interview. I hope that he gets uh, you know, that he gets shortlisted and then we can we can, you know, talk about right. that. And we really hope that he would have one be- mainly because I wanted to see a book about two queer men in love yes yes be awarded the national book award i yeah. have i haven't read uh jason's book yet yeah uh, but i knew what i wanted to see <laughs> i wanted yeah. to see yeah. that out there because it just speaks volumes when you can see the tides change yep and i you know like even when we woke up you know this morning we're just like dang you know we we're like you know it's good to be nominated you know but right right that's what we all i feel like that's what we all did today you know at least he made the top five you know all of that it felt like we were all in this together like we were waiting for it to happen so it was it was it was a rough a rough one this morning because we knew like what that could mean for for publishing for for lgbt in publishing especially black and brown brown people yeah so yeah and 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 also i just think you know none of this is devoid from like the environment we live in now like you know covid isn't ravaging at the same rate that it was but you know but that thing was virtual because of covid Mm -hmm. so all the people not just robert i'm just talking about robert because i you know we're talking about robert i love robert you know so like I'm just talking about Robert now. This this could be true for everybody else. You know, so Robert doesn't get to go to the event. Robert doesn't get to see all the people see him. You know, so there's no pictures that he can show. And, and, and I'm not even one of them people. Like, I've been invited to the National Book. I mean, I've been a judge. I didn't go. Like, I, that's not my thing. But because of everything you said, I think we really needed Robert to be physically in that space. Like, how... Or I can say more another way, Robert didn't need to be in the hotel room, like, alone when he found out that he lost. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, nah, 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 or nah, nah, fam. Like, so, I mean, yo, I shouldn't be talking about this right now, but it it, it made me really, I wasn't mad at all about about Jason winning. And I don't even know how to talk. I mean, you know, know, people, people lose things, you know what I'm saying? People win things, but um, I just literally, I just literally believed that that was the, that was like the best book that I, that I read in a long time, and it definitely is a book we've never read. We've never right. come close to reading that book. Right. And so, to me, I'm just gonna say this, and and I don't give a fuck if people get mad at me. I'm just gonna say what I think. The idea that those judges could look at that fucking book list and that book. And know what it would mean for that book, which is superbly written, like most innovative, ambitious book of the year to win and to like be like, nah, this one, blah, blah, blah. Or, you know, for, and all the reasons I'm saying we talk about reckoning. I would love to hear some folk talk about that shit because that's you're making a decision right there, fam. When you do that, you're making a decision to be like real talk the way this literary world slash real world is moving 
we have an opportunity to do something that is going to significantly shift that shit and make life hopefully more abundant for people for whom life has not been abundant and put put particular stories that we've never seen at the center of the national conversation of what literature is and then you decide to go somewhere else i don't know i don't know and i and i know some of them judges i'm not i'm not i don't know i'm just gonna be honest and be like i, I think that was we feel we feel you like we, we there not, not yep. look. we you know like we we can't like we can't carry the hate but we know what we feel and our feelings are valid that that's right that's right that's that's how am i gonna that's that's how we're gonna end that <laughs> that's like i like that i like that i like that i like that <laughs> thank you 2021 was a year that we at vulgar could never have like imagined <laughs> we couldn't have imagined it happening for us right uh the authors we've spoken to have been out of this world and most of them you call your friends. What is it to have such talented and gifted writers such as Disha, Mahogany, Brian, Robert, and, and to talk about not just like literature, but like life and that black abundance with? Yeah. Which Brian are you talking about? Broom. Ooh, Brian Broom. You know what's so dope about those people you named too is that these are people who have been doing the work. I mean, these are people, I mean, I mean, a lot of those people you, you named are 50 or over and, and just came out with their first books. Mm-hmm. And that means that over the last few years, like people outside of publishing, people inside of publishing have been doing the work that we used to give lip service to, which is, yo, let's do the work where we can see like the best, like the best, the brightest, the most death-defying, innovative shit like, you know, like, like, like centralized instead of like, really, people weren't even giving book deals to folks, you know, and that's what's insane. Like, you know, I had to beg my way into the industry who know, you know, and then when I came in, you know, I helped Disha get in, I helped Robert get in, like I helped my folks get in. And, and I just, I just think that the dopest thing about all those people is that they are as incredible humans as they are artists. And that's, that's rare in this business because you got motherfuckers who can sling some sentences but who are tyrants fan and who are and you know you know you know I, I, because y'all are so like y'all got this way of making me feel like we, we actually are in the room together and i'm just like only talking to you but but we really talking to a whole lot of other people right so i'm not gonna say what i wanted to say but <laughs> but but there's certain people who aren't made the way we made. And we are we are terrible people in some ways and blah, blah, blah. But we love us, not just those people. We, we, love, we love writing and writers who historically have been pushed to the margins, who have said, no, 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 no. We're going to do this and we're going to bring our people with us. We, we love that. We love it when, when we see it in Kathy. <clears throat> we love it. When, when when we see it, you know, we read it in there, there. We we definitely love it in Disha and Robert. And but all of all of I will say this. What's sad is when that shit is not reciprocated. Mm-hmm. What's sad is when you go out of your way to help make make room for somebody. And not that they don't reciprocate it to you, but they don't go back out of their way to to help nobody else. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. shit, if we help you get a bestseller or we help you get blank, 
that means you have more power now to make the to open these motherfucking gates and open more pathways wider. And, and if I see you making that shit more constricted, I I can't really fuck with you. And that's some people too, you know, like we got a we got a loving crew, but there's a, but there's some other people in this business that are not that will take they will take everything you offer and then not 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 give anything to nobody else. I don't know why the fuck we doing this shit for like just to get some fucking book money. Like okay, but like we're not in this shit for that. I mean, it helps, but we in this shit to open it up for people. And and I just can't stand when our people, any people, but that's when like when our folks do that. When nah, you got to help some other motherfuckers get through this bullshit. You know, that's how I feel. It's already like stacked up against us as yes and brown, right? Like coming out the box, they like they want to tell you there's no audience for this nobody's gonna absolutely it's like that's like the sentence they must give them when they come out of like i don't know their mfa out of the school (laughs) to do what they're doing and they say okay this is the sentence that you're going to use yeah and it's like where's the audience we can't find the audience we don't know the audience meanwhile the the audience is sitting right there like when we gonna get a book about us? That's the part. <laughs> That's the thing. Like it's so disrespectful to to the readers because it it assumes that readers only want what readers have read. Mm-hmm. When we all know as readers and watchers, sometimes we have appetites for some shit we we haven't seen. You know, but if you don't value that that part that that human body and that human intellect tied to that body. You don't, you're not going to believe that like they are potentially readers who haven't read some shit. You're just going to be like, well, they don't read. Mm-hmm. No, fam. Mm-hmm. We, we, if you give us people, if, if people are written to, people read. If people are written to, people read. I know that. It, it took me a while, you know, because I'm a part of colonization, the Philippines is. <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> yep. I'm not afraid to say that. So hence my skin is as pale as your paper. Um, <laughs> but... But yeah, like, I'm not afraid to say, like, it took me, it, it was, I wasn't a, I was a grown adult when I realized that I have, there are books written about me and the characters look like me. I was, yeah. but when I was, young, it was all about, you know, this blonde, blue eyed kid running around and doing all this shit. Like Heidi, right. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Heidi, motherfucking (laughs) Heidi. It up in the hills of getting water from the well. Exactly. What if it all? But, but see, but this this is what makes me so mad again about last night. I'm sorry. But what if? The, but what if? What if? What if? As many books about high D's that we have. What if we had half as many, half or a third or fourth many books about Denny? You know what I'm saying about about Denny, like characters like Denny who were named after their grandfather, like. That changes shit. I don't give. I don't care what people say. Like it changes something because we all know them Heidi stories. And the sad part is we we internalize a lot about Heidi. Like we internalize different kinds of beauty standards. We internalize the way stories are supposed to be told. We internalize the way voices are supposed to be modulated because all of that is part of the Heidi story. Right. But the Denny stories are going to be different and more, not just empowering, but just more dynamic and complicated. And to just like intentionally dissuade people from doing that work, that's foul. That's real foul. So first question, and we ask everybody, we want to know your top five books of all time. We know that list changes and it okay. doesn't necessarily have to be books that you read. Maybe it's books that you're excited that you know that's coming out 
because Disha, right. Disha came and switched up the question. Yep. So we give we give people options. Okay. And then, so today, to, today, and then because you being a music lover, we have to ask. We also, in addition to those top five books, we want to know your top five hip hop albums of all time. All time. Okay, that the the the, the music one is too hard, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. But <laughs> books today would be uh the prophets, um. Sula, uh, Fire Next Time, Secret Lives, Color Purple. Ooh. Okay. That's okay. a solid And mute, uh, you said albums? Yep. Albums, um, Good Kid, Mad City, uh, Miseducation, Lauren Hill, um, off the wall, um, uh, AT aliens. Is it tie AT aliens or criminalized tie for four? And then I know I know I'm cheating. And then number five <laughs> slash slash six would be um, ooh, honestly, lemonade. Oh, I think um, people. I think I think in this weird way we forgot what Lemonade did. It did something. And, it did. Okay, so we know that you're going to Rice University to the land of Beyonce, <laughs> also known as Houston. Mm-hmm. And I guess I guess I, what we what we know what we talked about earlier. We just want to know like when you do meet the Queen, and she says like you know who knows she might. Like, you know, be a part of the movie of Love the Bitch in some kind of way, be on the soundtrack. I, I'm going to just put right. that into existence. Ooh. I'm just going to put that out there. Beyonce, girl, he coming to your city. Um, I know. We let's let's all four of us get together and do some, you know, put up. We can you can actually sing, you know. <laughs> I, I I can't. I can snap. I I can't. You know? <laughs> I I'll make the posters. How about that? <laughs> okay, here we go. We got some art, art direction, some actual like vocal talent, and a motherfucker who can snap. And then you got the queen. The queen, come on in and do the thing. I, I'm just gonna say that somehow you're gonna be affiliated with her just because of that move. And when Houston knows, like, oh, we got KSA in the city, it's it's about to pop off. I would so, like that. That would we, be dope. We wish you much, much. Uh, luck and 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 uh, success in that More move. Success. Thank, Thank you, you so much for being a part of our podcast this evening. It's it feel our. Thank heart. you, thank you, Veronica, and thank you, Denny. Sorry it's- that my that my thing is I just lost my charger and it just went down real fast. But this has been wonderful. This this to me feels abundant, and it's been a shitty day, and I'm just very 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 thankful for y'all and for for the work y'all do for you, but also for us. So thank y'all. Thank you. I just wish you, your mom, your grandma, all the best. I'm hoping they're doing okay. I was really invested in them. So thank you. I, I they hold we holding on right now, but and that's a lot. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. thank you. All right. You take care, KSA. This is all right. Fun. Thank y'all. It's been so much fun. I, I'm so thankful, y'all. I'll holler at y'all. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you.
What's up, everybody? My name is Denny. And I'm Veronica. Welcome to another episode of the Vulgar Geniuses podcast. The Vulgar Geniuses have dedicated the past two years to shining a bright light on by POC authors. We want to grow and make our shared love for community, art, and literature shine in the city beautiful. And that's where you come in. In our hope to bring our vision to fruition, we will need help raising $15,000 to fund these projects. $5,000 will go to help us improve our podcast, create book kits for Unleash the Genius Reading Initiative, and help us go to the FLA and ALA conferences. The remaining $10,000 will help bring our art and lit festival to a space like the Dr. Phillips Performing Arts Center. We have big plans for 2022, and it all starts with you. Orlando has been progressing toward bringing us amazing artists and creating literary spaces throughout the city. We want to add the Vulgar Geniuses name to the conversation and helping to define not just Orlando, but the South as another literary and artistic hub of the country. You have the opportunity to help us bring this dream to our reality. No amount is too small. To make a donation, go to www.vulgargeniuses.com and click on the donate button. We hope you enjoyed our show. Follow us on Instagram at Vulgar Geniuses Book Club. Our theme song was produced by Sean Kantrowitz. Follow him on Instagram and Twitter at Sean Dammit. That's spelled S-E-A-N-D-A-M-M-I-T. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe to our podcast on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. See you next time. Deuces.